under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. And Troy, you sent this to me last week. Oh. Of course, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam Black. This is live 2006, though, in Milano. along with us. The whole solo is good. But 449 onwards just captures the gnawing, aching feeling of loss to me. Even the parts where you feel like you are composing yourself a little bit amidst the pain. And when I read that, I was like, oh man, I have to hear this guitar solo. (laughs) Because they are probably my favorite types of guitar solos. Like, last week with the Skipper, that guy's a walking encyclopedia, by the way, when it comes to music trivia. He, uh, we were going over the music of 1968, and there's some good stuff from 68, like Electric Ladyland. Great solos on that album. Yeah. But, I, you know, we should, one of these days, I'm, I'm not prepared necessarily to do it tonight, but we should, one of these Mondays, do a show on the aching, sort of the tortured soul guitar solo. That really captures an emotion. Okay, I've got I've got five songs already. So Maggot Brain already comes to mind. That's Maggot a Brain, common one. Uh, two songs off of Stadium Arcadium by mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I gosh, I haven't listened to the studio version of Pearl Jam's Black in a long time, so I don't know if it captures it. But that live version right there definitely does. Yeah, they they have a weird thing on their studio stuff where you can't really hear. The guitar work. Yeah. Certainly not the solo work. Except for Evenflow, really. Right. 
Right. Well, and then I got thinking about the guitar solos you and I have shared through the years. Mm-hmm. Just being in like in the little red Jetta you used to have mm-hmm. and turned up as rock and roll should be. It's got to be loud. It's got to be loud. I don't get this with people who have, you know, their earbuds are in and they've got it turned up, you know, a few notches. Yeah. Like, no, that's not how you listen to rock and roll. You get big speakers or you get a nice car stereo and you rattle the windows all around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You piss off somebody. You make them call the city. That's how loud rock and roll should be. Yeah. Sorry, I'm passionate about this. I get it. I'm, I'm getting going. Now, we shared this guitar solo in particular. <laughs> playing in the background i wish he would have doubled after the going into the solo right into whatever that was the refrain or whatever yeah i wish he would have doubled the sound of his guitar when it was he had that pedal going i agree and it oh well and for folks who don't know who he is um prince yeah i keep doing that to folks i know i keep saying that i keep doing that but i love doing that to folks like just nasty guitar solos and they're like oh my did you just hear that? I, I mean, I've got another one in here that I surprised many people with. Uh, do you remember? I'm sure I talked your ear off about it. Uh, Plectrum Electrum. You remember that one? When it first came out? If I can find it here. Hmm. I've got a lot of music, folks. It's a big library. And yeah, there's stuff going on in the news. Who would have thought? Two old hats. And that's a nice way of putting it. But okay, there's a Leaving out who the President of the United States is. The President of the United States is under investigation. Kind of, sort of. It's really an investigation about Russian activities in the election, but there's some worry that the President of the United States colluded and was involved or benefited or with those activities. And if he didn't, maybe he obstructed justice in the investigation of the special counsel. Well, his, his son did. But, uh, yeah, well, that meeting with... Uh, well, he lied to Congress. Vessel next or something like that. The the uh, she the essentially NRA girl? no no the woman. I'm thinking of the meeting where it's a woman trying to get the act that stopped Americans from adopting Russians. Magnitsky. The Magnitsky Act. Yes. Yeah. And uh, essentially, they said all oh, the meeting was just about that adoption act and. It was also under the pretext of if he if if he takes that away, it's we'll articles see. of impeachment will be written. Oh, we'll see. But uh, well, the Republicans still control the Congress, so who the hell knows? <laughs> Come uh, November, yeah, article of impeachments will be written, and the Republican Party will die. Yeah, that's that's what know. I'm that's what I'm seeing right now. If what happens, that'll happen. If they get rid of the Magnitsky Act. Oh, I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon. No, it would be 
political suicide. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon. And that's, I mean, it was interesting watching Pompeo last week as he was uh, answering questions from senators. They're like, what did Trump say in the Putin meeting? And Pompeo's like, well, I know a lot of these things. I'm not going to tell you everything that the president said in a private meeting, but, like, we still have sanctions on. Uh, we told them we're not recognizing Crimea as annexation. Like, I like. what do you want me to do? Like, Pompeo himself. What do you want me to do? It's like, you, you can't... Pompeo's not going to be like, look, I, I, I can't take Trump's phone away while he's on Twitter. <laughs> right. Like, like I, you and I both recognize that when he's talking about that downed airplane, even though we have all the facts from the Dutch government, like, as he's just doing, he's just, he's trumping. But my point was, I was getting to, regardless who the president is, the president of the United States is under investigation by a special counsel. And the president's legal counsel, Rudy Giuliani, yeah. is arguing with formerly the defense spoke spin master for the Clintons, Lanny Davis. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the guy Lanny Davis is representing used to be the president's personal lawyer slash fixer who has now turned on him, and he used to record not only Trump, but all sorts of other people. It's That's, like, my God. Yeah, it's, it's almost like if there's something in Washington and you need a go-to guy... Uh, uh, you'll you'll get Lanny and you'll get Giuliani. Yeah, I know. And well, and then remember this twist with uh, Michael Cohen, where he's like, "Who are the other clients you've represented other than Trump?" So like, I don't want to say you've ha- you have to say, sir, Sean Hannity. He's <laughs> like, yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's like the end of an episode of a TV show. <laughs> like at the very end, the cliffhanger before the next week. <laughs> and then this last was it Friday. Cohen's team didn't leak. That he knew about Trump? Trump's team leaked that, yeah, that because, Trump knew about the thing? Yeah, well, yeah. It's just... So so are they basically just going to leak all the semi-bad stuff so that Cohen can't flip because he's got no room yeah, to Yeah, well, he flip? has nothing to give. Well, and I think actually what's happening is Cohen doesn't have much, and he's in a lot of deep caca uh, for other reasons besides what he did with Trump, and he's trying to give him something. And so the Trump team's going, well, you don't have that much here. It's not that damning to us. We'll get hit in the press for a few weeks, whatever. Yeah. So is it, it's it's flip and die? Yeah. Or don't flip and go to jail? Pretty much. I got a feeling he's going to go to and jail. And that's probably the same for, well, I don't want to say Roger Stone, but definitely Manafort. I think Roger Stone's just a big mouth. I don't think he actually did anything. Yeah. Yeah, serious. Like, maybe he used to do things back for Nixon. I, don't, I think Roger Stone's just a provocateur. He knows how to raise the hackles. But anyway, I've been looking I think this it's, it's time. equal parts pearl-clutching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But also worrisome. I've, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen half of someone's campaign team, and half of that campaign team being glorified, as he says, coffee-getters. Mm-hmm. Half of them are under indictment already? Well, not you got you got, you got Manafort, you got Cohen, you've got who, by the way, isn't Cohen still the president of the Republican Party's uh, finances? Isn't he the finance chair? Not anymore. I doubt it. Michael Cohen, I doubt that. Someone. I'm yeah. thinking of someone who yeah. is under indictment for the Trump thing and is also... Well, no, there's a guy who's been brought in, I can't remember his name, who's Trump's finance guy. I don't think he's no, under no, indictment. No, no, that, that guy... That just happened today. If that guy flips... 
Yeah, oh, Trump's in big trouble if that guy flips. He knows where all the money is. You know, they asked him about uh, Trump's charity. They were like, so you're a board member on the charity. And he was like, what? <laughs> he said, uh, I, not to my knowledge. They say, yeah, you've been one for the past 10 years. Well, it turns out that board hasn't met in like 20 years. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Our just, old nonprofit structure. It's funny. It's a mess, man. It's so ripe for being able to do stuff like that. Specifically 501c3s or just most nonprofits? I think a lot of nonprofits have a lot of different advantages. If you you can use them and be on the up and up. But like but I seems like a really good way to launder money. Yes. More so than say art. Yes. <laughs> Better than art. <laughs> Need offense. <laughs> but I I, I mean the Russians have their real estate, the Americans have their nonprofits. Well yes. Yes. God, Manafort. His own family hates him. Did yeah. you read the texts? That no, his... I didn't see those. Oh, God, his daughters. Oh, wow. They, they like, there's, okay, so somehow these got leaked, the correspondence between the daughters, and one of them is, like, trying to defend Manafort, and the other one's like, it's dirty money. You know it's dirty money. There's blood on the money. Mm. Look at what he did in Ukraine. Yeah. And the other daughter's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, you should have paid the piper, sir. Well, no, I think he would have gotten away with it if he had never gotten within wind of Trump. He probably would have gotten away with it. And then, and you know, there's always a part of me, it's like, oh, screw the U.S. government. Who cares if I made money overseas? It's mine. I made it. Leave me alone. Y'all, you spend that in a weekend. Helping to you know, take over another country. Helping the Saudis bomb the crap out of Yemen. How much money? No, but I found this... Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go He's ahead. the deputy finance chairman of the Republican... Cohen National. is? Yeah. <laughs> is it that... Uh, that's why... I mean, I realized at the beginning of the show when I said the death of the Republican Party, that was intense. Yeah. And I, I probably think not fine. true. That's, yeah. that's pearl-clutching on my part. Right. But... <laughs> There's so many webs, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, like, I look at this man, and the reason why I I like to get lost in guitar solos or listen to four-hour wrestling podcast on the history of different pay-per-views in the business is because I look at what's going on, and it's like a bad TV show. I'm like that with soccer podcasts, too. I and would rather music. watch old episodes of True Blood than continue to watch the news. What was that one guy? He was like a really old vampire, and he just kind of killed himself on that rooftop. That was Godric. Yeah, that was emotional. That was intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was Eric's maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad that we still know this about True Blood. Well, uh, that show had so much potential. Yeah, it got real weird. Oh, really weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like it's it, well, it's funny because. You know, it's like vampires, werewolves, cool. I can handle that. I'm used to that lore. And then all of a yeah. sudden, did you just say werepanther? What? <laughs> there's a, a there's a there's a family of werepanthers and was and the werewolves, Louisiana, <laughs> and the werewolves don't actually turn into like man wolf werewolves. They're they actually turn into wolves. Yeah, this isn't some Twilight super wolf. And then like the were panthers actually turn into panthers. Mm -hmm. 
Then you had that lady that was like a Greek god of sex. Like a maiden or something like yeah, that? Yeah, or like some sort of fairy or siren. Yeah, and she was trying to get the whole... T- she brainwashed the whole town. Mm-hmm. Crazy show, folks, if you've never seen True Blood. I, that almost sounds like a writer was just trying to exercise a fantasy there. Actually, I brought that up because in the middle of moving last weekend, uh, we didn't have internet. So we're at the new place, but the TV and the sound system all set up, and like we're sitting back relaxing, like, damn, we don't have internet. What do we got DVD-wise? Like, we got a Queens live in Montreal. We watched some of that, and it was pretty good. We got some Zeppelin, like, at Madison Square Garden at MSG. Oh, we have season three of True Blood. <laughs> like, it was season three of True Blood? Like, okay, let's put that on. And it, I, one thing that I had forgotten is how much that show, like the vampire, is now being open to society. How Out much and about you it's had the such whole new a market of like fake blood. Well, and it's such an overwrought an allegory for like gay rights and civil rights in general. Yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. clear. The guy from Office Space with the uh, the, the stapler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's so on the nose. Yeah. Like rewatching it, I'm like, well, and it also made me realize how far is society gone? I'm not saying for good or bad. It's just like I remember first watching True Blood, going, "Whoa!" Been a little shocked at that. A little shocking. Oh my, that is not proper. I think now I watch it and go, "Whatever, that's par for the course." I actually think it's been par for the course for HBO because we were too young to watch True. The Sopranos and True. Oz True. and things like that, or The Wire. But they started tackling those issues in those shows. And The Wire is still one of the best shows ever. Yeah. Do you remember we had the box set of Oceans 11, 12, and 13? Yeah. And and through two moves, we somehow lost. We kept the box, but we somehow lost. Always happens. (laughs) Whatever happened to Bogart? You still have Bogart? The the picture? Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I think so. Yeah. I'll have to check. Yeah, folks. If I still got it, you want it? Yeah, I would okay. love it. We uh, found at Eastbrook Flea Market. Yeah. Our sponsor here on News Talk. Uh, yeah, over at Dot's Place, we were looking before we went off to college. We found this magnificent, back when men were men, picture of Humphrey Bogart and like that jacket and that cap mm-hmm. looking just like a man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... It needs to be. It needs to be reframed. It does. It does. I'll. I'll treat it with care. I'll treat bogey with bogey with care. Yeah. Anyway, I found this other solo. You've never heard Plectrum Electrum? I'm pretty sure I have. You probably. Have. For some reason, the only one that's coming to mind is when Prince uploaded that song to his website, and it was just that one song. And we were looking for like a rip of it, and we found a rip of it. Mm. It's. It was like it was. Like a new song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it had an acronym in it, and it wasn't news, but it, mm. it was an acronym, and it was really pretty funky. It was like almost before we left to go to FSU to see Kyle. SST, maybe? I don't know. That was before then. Anyway, here's Plectrum Electro. He kind of builds. It's Prince and Three Chicks. Third Eye Girl. This is Third Eye Girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Build up and hold on to your butts. Buddy. 
Beatles introduction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. It's him and like Tom. Wow, my guitar gently weeps. Yeah. And at the you... end, he just threw the guitar in the air. It was amazing. And here's the funny he, thing. I feel like he did that after that solo. And I haven't. I've talked about how much I love Prince, but people don't understand Troy. I get it. Yeah, you understand. I get it now. I was one of those people that yeah. didn't get it. They didn't understand. Well, number one, they didn't understand why. People, I think, understand, especially after his death. Oh, of course, all these latecomers to the party. Oh, you're so amazing. Like, where were you? Where were you five years ago? When I felt like this was a guilty pleasure. <laughs> but Well, then you listen to some of the lyrics of his songs, and you can understand why it's sure. a guilty pleasure. It is. Particularly it is. something like Bambi. Oh, yeah. It's essentially about a girl broke up with him to become a lesbian. Mm-hmm. That happens to this day. I feel bad for people. Well, no, I don't. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. You know, it could be. I think if a girl broke up with me to go hang out with another girl, I would not mind that as much if she went with another guy. I would actually go, huh, did I, did I bring that out in her? Was I the catalyst? Was I the trigger? Or was this just something she's always wanted to do? And finally... It, well, yeah, was it? Was there an instance in right. our brief but yeah. fiery relationship <laughs> where she thought to herself, while I was doing something, this better not awaken anything inside of me. Right. And it did. Right, right. Then there's the other way around, where it's turned back to guys. Guys leave the girls? No, the girl leaves the girl back to a guy. And it's like, oh, really? So you're just having your fun for a little while. Yeah. And that's that's oh, yeah. where the whole... That's why they keep adding letters to... It's a strange world. L-G-B-T-Q-I. Uh, what's the I? Intersex? Huh. I don't even know what that is. They keep adding... I'm pretty hip to this stuff. and I, I think it's intersex? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, everything after Q, though... Q's kind of like a catch-all. just means queer. Or is it questioning? Or that too, yeah. It's a multi-symbolic Q. It has many meanings. Look, we've got, we've got LGBT. That's locked in. Yeah. And then Q and a I... Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. transgender. Yes. Everything after that... It's a little murky. If it wasn't before. Well, apparently the depths of sexuality can get quite murky. Well, no, my point of view is like, why not just be like, I'm Joey. I like these certain things sexually. Like, let's get because, the individuality at a certain point. Uh, yeah, okay, I get that. But I think it's because somewhere along the way, someone decided that by giving something a name, <clears throat> it meant they could no longer fear it. Oh, true. And if you were, say... It, fearful of your sexuality, your desires, and so you have things like pansexual, mm -hmm. which is sort of like if you love, then I'm capable of loving you, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, you love like anybody, yeah, and literally anybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if that covers anything, but it might. Oh, like inanimate objects, like guys that are in love with their dolls, or yeah. like mannequins, or their their uh, anime body pillows. Oh, that's so weird. That That's where it gets... Like, I can kind of understand people to people. Like, you love people. Right. Friendship so can build. Just as you have that spectrum of... I'd say spectrum. I don't mean, like, no, artistic like spectrum. No, but no, you, just as you have that gamut of sexuality, hmm. you also have a gamut of acceptance towards that sexuality. 
Mm. So you and I, we probably draw the line at the guy that loves his pillow. <laughs> that's got his favorite anime character on it. Right. Well, there's people out there that draw the line at straight relationships. True. I won't go farther than that. Right. You know? Well, did you ever see the one of the guy who owns he is the he owns the most guns in the United States legally, and he has like all these licenses to where he can have like a howitzer oh. on his property. He's I think he's in Nevada somewhere. So he's probably got like a lot of land. Yeah, he's got a lot of land. He owns pretty much every weapon under the sun. Has paid all the fees to get these specialty weapons, and they're showing the interview initially. Like, he's showing off his weapons and his land. And you're like, okay, this guy seems kind of little nuts, but he's kind of a badass, too. Kind of mm-hmm. like a Ted Nugent type. Yeah. Actually, more I get to learn about Ted Nugent. That guy's it, it, awesome and brilliant. Uh, he's crazy, but he's brilliant and he's pretty awesome in what he does. Kind of like John McAfee. Yes. Well, no, McAfee's, I think, worse <laughs> than Nugent, man. Talk about caca. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. He has a movie on Netflix called yes. Gringo. Yeah, and I want to bring up a certain fact we cannot on. I'm not going to push the envelope. <laughs> I'll just leave it at Kaka. Uh, <laughs> so this guy, the the guy who owns the most guns in the U.S., he's showing off the weapons. You're like, he's kind of a badass. All right. Mm-hmm. And then it gets a little weird after that. He's like, yeah, well, two, three years ago, my wife died. Like, what, did she pass away? Like, was it, a, was it like cancer? Was it like a, a chronic heart disease that just popped up all of a sudden? Like, no, no. We were showing off doing an exercise in a, a smoke grenade canister, just like hit her in the, in the gut and like ruptured her organs or something. Like, so she died shooting one of your crazy weapons. Yeah, yeah, she died. But let me show you my house. And he walked into his house. And his living room looks like a 1950s diner, completely branded with, like, Coca-Cola stuff everywhere. And sitting at the table are two female mannequins. What? Yeah. (laughs) This is how it got weird. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, exactly, that was my thought. What? (laughs) What is going on here? And then they ask him, like... What do you, do you have like a relationship with the? Yeah, I talk to them and like I change their clothes, even their underwear. Like you could have left it. I just change their clothes. Like so, you dress these female mannequins, and you own how many guns? It just—it's a free country. Yeah, I really do have the rule of do whatever you want, don't hurt other people. This, yeah, but I'm I'm still gonna judge you a little bit. Yeah, well, there's do what you want and don't hurt other people. But at what point does something become so unhealthy? And I'm not talking about the owning of the guns. I'm talking about changing a mannequin's underwear. (laughs) At what point does something become so unhealthy that it's... Well, no, then at that point... Do you not care if someone is a detriment to themselves? Oh, no, I do. No, and at that point, I don't think there should be... Based on my rule... There shouldn't be a law to stop the guy from changing the mannequin's underwear. But if somebody's a friend, or like, yeah, I, you need to talk to the guy. Yeah. And if he really feels that strongly about it, I, what are you going to do? But at least... This, this took a turn, by the way, with yeah. the mannequins. Yeah. Because I was going to bring up this really... It's, I, I call it an old picture on the internet, but it was, it was sort of a meme before there was such a thing as a meme. Uh, but it, it didn't even touch on memetics or anything like that. It was this guy on eBay was selling like a pot. 
mm-hmm. stainless steel pot. Okay. And he takes a digital picture of it. Well, the pot is semi-reflective, and he's in the nude when he takes this picture of it. So he's like, hey, everybody, I'm selling the, this pot. And the comments are like, are you naked? <laughs> Which makes you wonder, like, did he know that his reflection was going to be in it? Yeah. Was it an honest mistake? Just trying to sell some kitchenware. I just happened to be, you know, in the, in the nude while I was... All of a sudden, my junk's everywhere on the internet. No! You got to be careful. What a weird world. It's even what we're we're turning. You turn thirty pretty soon here, right? Oh, don't crush me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I turned thirty in December. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm terrible with birth. October thirtieth. Thirtieth. Okay. And we're still pretty young, even at thirty. Yeah. And yet, I'm starting to feel like, what is this crazy roller coaster ride called life we're on? Especially the society we're in. It seems nuts to me. For me, so far, I've noticed the benefit of getting older, and I'm sure I'll come to rue this opinion, is my perception of time has sped up. So it seems as though time goes faster simply because I've existed for a longer amount of time. I actually like that. I I remember being so incredibly bored Mm -hmm. in school and going on trips. Yes. And stuff. So like a trip to Atlanta now, no big deal. Nothing. If I'm 10, that sucks. Two and a half hours in the car is really most places to Atlanta. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I get to listen to a great podcast. Right. I'll have fun. That being said, I'm sure if I were a parent, my perspective would change. I would be like, no, slow down time. I want to experience want to life these, with this little one. These special creatures that I help make. Yeah. 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 It's just, I well, it hit me last uh, week when I was doing that show on music of 1968. I went, oh, wow. The separation of time between 1968 and the year I was born, 1988, is now a shorter time period than till 1988 till today. Yeah. Like, oh, my. That, it kind of hit me. Like, my goodness. It's playing tricks on me. And so, I guess... In summation of this first segment, we love juicy guitar solos that express a good tortured soul or a guy who's lost his girlfriend to a lesbianism or just a tasty, you know, any tasty licks. We like that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to make head or, heads or tails of the political situation. Yep. Uh, because there's a it's lot so of intricate and complicated, and, and it's politicized on both sides. And even if you did have the time to go through where connect all the dots, there's so much pearl clutching out there by both sides that it's like what's true, what's not, what's exaggerated, what's understated. Who knows? And inconsistency. No, and the hypocrisy is a virtue in politics. When Michael Cohen first. When Giuliani first started talking about Cohen, he was an honest man. And then Friday, when that news leaked, he was saying, it's his job to be a liar. He's a liar. He's a totally dishonest person. And then we get into, like, weird, like, how how murky and how long the LGBTQI, then the the transgender pronouns, like the Z and Zer, and the guy oh, wow. who owns yeah. all the guns, who is uh, now changing the underwear on his mannequin. mannequins. After his wife dies in a, I'm sure, an accident. Yeah, in a horrible wife-losing accident. Yeah, while he was shooting one of his weapons. Which may or may not have been smoke grenade. Right. 
what a crazy world. Uh, yeah, it makes me want to read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> Is a sperm whale all of a sudden going to appear here in the <laughs> yeah, studio? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or Catch-22. What a, what a world. Well, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Troy is alongside me. We're going out to Pearl Jam's Black Live in Milano in 2006. We'll come back with a new song that came out this weekend by Greta Van Fleet. They dropped something new? They dropped a new song. And if y'all want to chat, describe how weird this world is, maybe time's playing tricks on you. Give me a call. Give us a call. 272-9228. 272-9228. Joey Clark. When the curtain falls. Have they been hanging out with the Black Crows? The bass sounds very Black Crows. Hello. Oh, it's good. It's good. Someone else for backing vocals? Maybe. Or do you think it's just the basis of time? I don't know. And folks, I don't I don't really have a call screener, so when you call in and I put you on hold, I'll come right to you. 272-9228. Oh, but I wanted to bring up, and I don't usually do this, because I like to live by a fairly solid rule of I want to hear arguments present it the best they can be. Right. So if you don't like capitalism, I want the smartest person who doesn't like capitalism for whatever reason to give that argument. But then sometimes it's more an anti-capitalist mentality that's out there that deserves to be spotlighted and how idiotic it can be. As Chris Jericho would say when he was last in the WWE, stupid idiot! Yeah. A woman named Dina put out on Twitter, if you think about it, People with glasses are literally paying to use their eyes. Capitalism is a bitch. Somebody uh, scratched out the B word and put, capitalism is a miracle to the disabled. And then, you know, one of my friends put it very well. It's like, do you think we would have as many eyeglasses, like the production of glass, plastic, steel, molded with that expertise, carved in a particular way, provided around the world. And we can get into how one company owns a lot of patents that drives up the cost of glasses. That's a whole other discussion. Some people would say is not even that capitalist. But those are crazy libertarians. Uh, but you need... I'm sorry, the world can't run just on love, charity, and, and goodwill. It, it, you need, I think, the profit motive... 
and self-interest to produce a market for glasses or, say, LASIK, which both of us have had, I was more than grateful to have money given to them so my eyes can see. Thank you. Yeah, if uh, I will say capitalism allows for more expression of creativity than, say, something like socialism. If you needed... This is all just speculation. If you needed glasses in a socialist country, you could get any prescription that you want. Mm. I would imagine they would have every prescription of lenses. You would hope. You would hope. They would have every prescription available. But you only get two style choices. Right. There's that. Well, and even, like, it might be, it depends on how bad the socialist country is. Because, you know, I think it's Hayek. Eve uh, Hayek, who talked about how the socialist countries that do exist on Earth, they only are so sustainable as that there are other market-based economies and nations on Earth. So they can, ba- like the Soviets used to do this, they'd base their pricing based on Western prices, like how they would fix it within their system. To a certain extent, Venezuela did that until oil goes out from underneath them, and the country goes to hell. Because mm-hmm. you can't run an economy on a single commodity. It's happening to Russia now, too. As much as they've had market reforms since ending the Soviet Union, it's run, as we've talked about, by oligarchs. And they didn't re-divvy up the commonly held goods in the correct manner. They gave it to a few people well-connected who had a bunch of money. Um, and or it screwed were, up their system. Or were in the know for other means, like, yes. say, a hitman. Yes. Oh, the mob. The Russian mob is that's a whole other interesting topic but uh yeah you need prices and self-interest and the profit motive to create remarkable things in this world along with i'm not knocking like goodwill and love and doing things just to help other people selflessly i think both need to be going on a part of me wonders if this dina woman is joking I thought that initially, yeah. If, if she's not joking, I would like to hear her reasons why. Because otherwise, it sounds like something that would be thought of in a classroom of, like, the third grade level, where you're starting, where you're being taught how to think. Mm. And just any random conclusion you come to is celebrated since before you weren't even coming to any conclusions. Well, one guy I read the other day said that capitalism enriches people so much, not only just in you know the materialist sense, but allows more people to be born and be sustained and live, that it enriches people so much that it allows people to then turn around and criticize capitalism. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't that, well, that's isn't actually, that one of the complaints about... Well, not complaints, but isn't that one of the beauties about being American with our free speech? Yeah. Oh, it is. And, you know, people will say whatever they want. And also, just being straight, that's part of Marx's original theory, is that we have to go through capitalism before we get to communism. So and there has to be, before we get to the dictatorship of the proletariat, you have to have capitalism that creates all this wealth and then more and more big companies take over more and more of the pie to where the working but ah. and of course his original theory has been revised and revised again you have all sorts of different camps and not to say that libertarians have their stuff together or classical liberals they have all their different camps too I'm not I'm saying that in the world of theory 
yeah, you're kind of navel gazing. You're you got to put it into practice. But at the end of the day, when somebody goes, well, "Why do we need money, man?" Like, really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, we're not going to barter. And my number one critique of the current system is the way money is produced and giving the government of China, the European Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, the power to just create money out of thin air is a bad idea. It's not going to end well. So you 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 were not pleased when we went off the gold standard and moved to the petrodollar? No. I think it's it's sustainable for a while. And if you have a, a robust economy... Say, you know, then the legit gold standard is gotten rid of in, like, the 1930s. Yeah. Now, you go off the Bretton Woods system in 71, Nixon pulls us off that, and that system was central bank to central bank could call somebody else's on their gold. Like, oh, you've printed all these dollars, United States. I think the French did this. Give us the gold. Here are all the dollars you printed. Give us the gold that you have. And that's why they're like, oh, no. No, we're going off that standard. You can't get gold for those notes. And I thought the gold standard kept people honest to where you couldn't inflate away your debt. And what's happened is the United States used to be the biggest creditor in the world, kind of like China is today. It used to be the biggest creditor in the world. We had immense saving rates. We had a very robust, not only saving rate on a personal level, but national, global, like uh, national political level. The government was within its means for the most part. And now we're probably one of the biggest debtor nations on earth. I just don't think it's going to end well. The next time, and it will come because this happens in economies, next time there's a recession, what are we going to do? Print more money? Yeah, that'll work. I just don't think it'll work. And we're in for a rude awakening, especially people in the United States used to a high standard of living. I think we're, our generation, maybe it'll happen when we're 40 or 50, and not in the next decade even, but uh, that is the next decade for us. Well, fifty is now forty is forty is though. Jesus, that is weird. Back to time playing tricks on us. But yeah, people with glasses are literally paying to use their eyes. I had a few people comment on this. Uh, so one guy said, "So are you paying to use your uh, your membership if you you buy Viagra?" <laughs> That's an excellent play on words. It's a great point, too. To which somebody said, yep, and worth every penny. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what? what is it about this stigma of, oh, my God, money is involved? And you notice also, like, with, you know, the Medicare for All idea. They want money. They're happy with using money. It's just that we want to take the money. And have it, dev, you know, given out from a central pot. Oh, and by the way, the people that run the pot can take the money whenever they want. They just take it. Apple can't do that. Google can't do that. I can't do that. But uh, the people that would run that system could do that. And they can also, that same people that would run that system could reinstate the draft and send you to war. Yeah, just... I, that's been... I don't want my uh, my medical services bundled with my armed forces. I just don't. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, but I mean... Especially not in this country. You've already got other companies doing that. Just taking companies. The I mean, what if John Oliver this weekend called Facebook the most 
profitable data mining service ever? But data mining is not the power of taxation. Have you ever used 23andMe? No. Okay. Well, anybody who's ever used 23andMe oh, yeah. has had all their information sold to pharmaceutical companies. I'm sure. Is that not ridiculous to you? It's a little ridiculous. I don't think it's as bad as the power of taxation. Not as dangerous. Only so long as it remains anonymous. Well, yeah. If that information is not anonymous, then there's all sorts of... But also, in the day, you, you swabbed your mouth and you gave it to them. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? They, would, they, they would take the money from the DNA test and give you the information of the DNA test back about your heritage. I don't think anybody that signed up for 23andMe was expecting that information to be stored, parsed, and then sold right. to any company that was willing to pay money for it, be it anonymous or otherwise. Right. I would have felt a little betrayed by that. Granted, mm -hmm, fair enough. it's easy for me to say that since I never did any of that, and right. lineage is not necessarily something in my life that gives me meaning. Yeah, but 23andMe couldn't come to you and go, give us your money, we want to do more studies. Can you imagine? You can say no. Can you imagine you get a knock at the door and it's a bunch of scientists in lab coats <laughs> with swabs? Right. Right, and then... The I'm, swab men. Did you see this thing, too, with uh, China? They're now saying we're using artificial intelligence to inform our policymakers, especially inform policy, about our risk assessments and actions abroad. So we're collecting information through social media from abroad, uh, through all sorts of conferences that foreign policy wonks, geopolitical theorists around the world are talking about, public statements from governments around the world, and we're going to feed it into this artificial intelligence program, and it spits out essentially directions. Now, the AI won't make the final decision. Human beings will. But we're using AI to uh, give us, a, as a guide, for us in the foreign policy arena. Yeah, and you can... No, I hadn't heard that, actually. But I it's think crazy. I think even with... I don't know if they've instituted it yet, but the concept of social scores, oh. if you plug that into an AI, it could even... Yeah. It could even dictate internal policy or societal it's policy. very creepy stuff. Well, and it's more... Huxley's A Brave New World yeah. than it is uh, 1984. It's, I, I feel like it would be something that Black Mirror could address yeah. in a really well, cre creepy way. All this stuff is creepy and my point of view is all that stuff is so creepy, let's not have like a central authority over millions if not billions of people in the case of China that can also, you know, like take your stuff and kill you legally yeah. when you say, no, I don't want you to take my stuff. Yeah, It's pretty messed up. Again, crazy world. Yeah. It's crazy. Can we go back to listening to guitar solos and just getting lost? It's, uh, it's got me unnerved, Troy. It's got me unnerved. So I think this has been a successful show for the most part. Yeah, you want to take this call? Yeah, we'll have to do it very quickly. News Talk, who's this? Hey, uh, I don't really have time to say everything I want to say, but mm -hmm. the, the, the point you just brought up, you think about it, at one point someone invented the monocle. And it, the monocle sufficed. You could hold it up to one eye and you could see. And then someone through ingenuity said, well, how about if I make something that will hang on your face and you don't have to hold it up and you can see all the time. And I'm sure there were people back then saying, what's wrong with the monocles we got? That's right. Then and then the they go, well, and and you just took very good 
it, when you get older, I, well, I can't see up close, and instead of having two pair of glasses, let's do the bifocal. And now, what have we... Uh, we oh, have 84, 84 or Southernwood or whatever you're calling places. yourself these days. Why don't you just come back on Thursday night, and we'll talk about this? That That is... I, when you put this post up, it just it made my blood boil, but it was I thought was a great topic about capitalism. Absolutely. It's well, perfect. Well, we're out of time, but uh, I'll be in touch. We'll get you on the show.